Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Matthew 25. Here again the part that reads, And he who had received one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For everyone who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast that worthless servant into the outer darkness in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You may be seated. So, what do you think? Were you a bit stunned? Or did you at least have a little twinge as you heard the conclusion of the reading and with it saying, this is the gospel of the Lord? The word gospel comes from the word euangelion, which means, in English, evangelical, which simply means the good news. What good news? A worthless slave or servant being thrown into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> to me, that is not good news, especially for the servant. It's like getting hit with a two-by-four. This morning, there are three things I'd like to point out from this parable. First of all, that God is the giver of all good things. For God, and second, that God uses, expects us to use our gifts, that is what we have, for the advancement of his kingdom. And three, all of these gifts are because the grace that we have found in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that last point is the good news, the gospel. First of all, God is the giver of all good things. We live in an American culture that glorifies individualism like the song, I did it my way, as if God isn't or can't be the reason for our success. Oh, that's because many people do doubt that God's way are successful. And yet at the same time, our culture goes ahead and promotes that a world, our government, and even our parents owe us a living. They owe us the comforts that others have worked for as if they are there to serve. They consider work not as a blessing from God. And yet Deuteronomy chapter 8 would remind us, you say to yourself, my power and strength of my hands have produced wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant as he swore to your fathers as it is today. And then you go back before the fall into sin in Genesis chapter 2. There the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to work it and to care for it. And again this morning, if you would read 2 Thessalonians, we would read in 3.10, even when we were with you, Paul says, we gave you this rule, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. 
So knowing that God is the giver of all good things, that should be a very simple matter. People should get it right away, especially for us who are Christians. It is what we're taught. And yet we are surrounded by theories such as the Big Bang, excluding any mention of God. We are bombarded with atheistic revolution, eliminating God from any activity. But there are those that do theistic evolution as if God would conform to the way we think. And so that human beings are no better than roadkill and pets are more precious than the unborn. It's no wonder that there is little or no self-esteem among our high school and middle school and children. But we are reminded in Genesis that God created everything and when he had concluded creating everything he said it was very good. And we're reminded in the book of James, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. And so it is that everything belongs to God. But just as the man who entrusted his property to his servants, we come to our second point that God expects us to use his good gifts and to put them to work. He expects us to use what he's given for the care and the advancing of his kingdom. It's no coincidence that our readings happen at the end of the church year, for the end is coming. It is no coincidence that Jesus is teaching this parable just two, two chapters before his crucifixion. Jesus is leaving his disciples like a king leaving on a journey entrusting his resources and his work to his servants. This parable, just three chapters before Jesus gives his great commission. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Jesus says, not only have I made you disciples, but I have given you, you the church, what you need to continue my work. He has given you as individuals what you need to continue his work. As it reads in Ephesians chapter 4, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ has apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. From him the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament that grows and builds itself up in love as each does its part. The People's Bible Commentary says that it would be very easy for us to go ahead and dismiss the ones who were given a great amount. If they had squandered or misused, we would understand our society easily accuses the rich of such mismanagement. But it not only shocked his disciples, but it should many of us as well, that the one who had so little is treated so harshly, and what he is given is given to the one who has an abundance. The point? 
God expects faithfulness. No matter how great or how small the resources we are given. Why? Because God has been faithful to you. So faithful that he would give his very own son as a sacrifice for you to be in his kingdom. All the materials, all of our ability, all of our thinking are given to us as a trust. Their presence show us that even in the hardest of times that we experience, God still provides. All these things are an act of his grace that we have found in Jesus. For as St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for your sake, he became poor, so that through his poverty you might be rich. There is a story that I've heard many years ago about trusting in God's faithfulness and blessings in difficult times by Colin Greer. A king walked through a grand city. His people gathered around as he walked the streets. And at one point, he stopped by a shoeshine man with an old wooden box on bended knees and whistling merry, merrily along the common doxology. The king went up to him and had his shoes shined and asked how the man was doing. The shoe shiner replied, Blessed is the man who trusts in his God, who provides day by day. Well, the evening came, and the king wanted to know really what his people thought of him apart from his procession and fanfare in public life. So he dressed himself in commoner's clothes, slipped out of the castle, and walked the streets of the city. He traveled down one narrow street that had no street lamps and very few lit windows. And what should he hear? A man whistling the common doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. The king knocked on the door. The whistling stopped, and the man invited this common-looking man in and offered him his only chair while he sat on the shoeshiner's box. They talked for a while, and the shoeshiner explained how each day he would go and shine shoes, and he would have enough money to provide for all that he needed. Blessed is the man who trusts his God who provides day by day. So the next day, the king issued a de decree that all shoe shining was illegal. That evening, the king, again dressed in commoner's clothes, walked the streets and came to a little street so dimly lit, and he heard that tune again. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. He knocked on the door. And again the shoeshine man warmly greeted him at the door. The king asked, so how do you fare this fine day? The shoeshine man replied, it was quite a shock for me to hear this day that I could no longer earn my pay the same way. But I saw a group of woodsmen heading to the forest, and I asked, may I go with you this day? 
And they said, come along our way. So I worked that day and earned my pay, for blessed is the man who trusts his God and provides day by day. And so the next day, the king issued a decree that all the woodsmen should be conscripted to his army. While given a complete military attire, that evening, again, the king, dressed in commoner clothes, walked the streets and came down to the little street, so dimly lit, and again heard the tune, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. He knocked on the door. Again the shoeshine man warmly greeted him at the door. There the man sat carving a piece of wood. And so the king asked him, So how do you fare this fine day? The shoeshine man in military attire replied, Oh, it was quite a shock for me to hear this day that I could no longer earn my pay the same way. The king had made a decree that all the woodsmen be conscripted into his army. I was given this suit to wear, and a very fine sword, but I could not eat with what I was given. So I took the sword, and it provided me more than I needed, and even helped my friend. For blessed is the man who trusts in his God, who provides day by day. The next day, the king issued a decree that his army should participate in a public execution. The men were all lined up with their swords at their side, one of the king's men walked to the shoeshine men and said, You, use your sword this day for the execution. The man approached the criminal, who was bound hand and foot. With his head on the block and his neck fully exposed, the king watched as the sweat rolled down his back. What would the shoeshine man do? The shoeshiner withdrew his sword as he approached the execution block and with dignity said these words, If this sword be wood, this man is innocent. The crowd cheered loudly, and the king appointed him a, as a royal advisor that day. The king also asked, So how do you fare this fine day? The shoeshine man, shoe man replied, Blessed it is the man who trusts in his God, who provides day by day. Amen. Now, the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.